Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports, and get ready for sports. It is week 14 in the National Football League. I'm your host, as always, Matt Pierce. Joining me today is Bill Needles. How the heck are you, Bill? Fantastic. Thank you, sir. All right. Good to have you. And rounding up the trifecta, as always, is Craig Needles. How are you, Craig? I'm all right. Let's uh, let's get down to what uh, actually is a week that I, I there's all some lines I really like this week. Yes, yeah, I think uh, I think we should should do all right. You're coming off your first uh, victory of the year. It took 13 weeks, but we we got here. You beat Bill and I uh, last week, so congratulations uh, to you. The only ones that didn't come through for you were we all. Yeah, we all missed on Buffalo and Baltimore. Probably should have won that game against uh, against the Steelers, but I mean it it was there for them. They just. Uh, just dropped it a little bit there, but what are you gonna do? And and here's the thing: I don't like the whole like. I couldn't believe there were people who didn't like uh, John Harbaugh going for it there. That didn't make any sense to me. No, of course, John Harbaugh goes for it. A, he's a good aggressive coach. B, and this is the thing that uh, I think people were not analyzing here, was that after Marlon Humphrey got hurt, all of a sudden the Steelers started moving the ball real easy. So I think John Harbaugh was under the impression under the impression of. If we take this to the coin flip and we lose the coin flip, we are not going to win this game. So would I rather go for two or take the 50-50 shot of winning that coin flip? And he thought they were going to be better than 50% going for two. And they were about a quarter a quarter of a foot from having that be a real nice and easy two-point conversion. I think it was absolutely the right call, absolutely the right play. TJ Watt, give him a ton of credit, uh, made Lamar alter that throw so very slightly, and that play won them the game. Yeah, and, and Harbaugh said as much in the interview afterwards. They were like, what made you go for it? And he was like, well, I was out of corners, and we've been doing this all year, so why stop now? Plus the I was out of corners thing. Yeah. And did I mention I had no corners, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, was... that, yeah, and, and like, and that's going to be a big, like, I, I was, going into this week, I thought that Baltimore was the best team in the AFC. Uh, Marlon Humphrey's a big loss for them. And, mm. and Baltimore still may be the best team in the AFC, but I'm, I'm, I'm less sure about that. And Marlon Humphrey's a big loss. That is a meaningful, meaningful guy that's not going to be around. We'll get to Baltimore the, in a bit because uh, I like them this week. Uh, for sure. But first up, we got to talk about your boys, Bill, the Minnesota Vikings. They are hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are were the winners of said game against uh, Baltimore. And your Vikings getting the three-point home bump right now. And I got to tell you, I like Minnesota, and I think they're going to be one of my five. They uh, dropped one in weird fashion to the, the what a weird th- last three minutes that was against the against my Lions. What did what did what did you make of of a lot of that there? bill you know what it, every game they've played they've had trouble putting teams away but that one was like not only were they having trouble putting a team away it almost seemed like they weren't trying to put them away at all <laughs> um it, it it was that last drive was horrible um defensively that they, they did not like cousins played a good the offense for the most part did their job other than maybe finishing in the red zone um but they should not have been letting like anytime a team was with within seven at the end of these games we're getting killed it's just brutal uh they really should be doing better than this but if you can't put teams away you don't win so um brutal game brutal it it was just weird because i definitely thought like like there was the thing where the the lions had the ball and they were they were only up two or whatever the heck it was uh with uh 
It, yeah, they, they were only up two or whatever the heck it was with uh, three minutes left, and it was fourth and one and on their own 29, though, and Campbell's like, we're going for it. And I'm like, yeah, we should be going for it. We don't have a goddamn win on the season. Why would we punt here, right? Like, it, does, it just doesn't make sense. And, like, and if they score, you can maybe have some time left to tie it or whatever. So it made all the sense in the world to me. The play call didn't make sense in the way and I literally was just like just run it to the side please stop running it into the teeth of the defense because they hadn't run it into the teeth of the defense like they've been doing that all game and hadn't been gaining a single yard and then finally they run Jamal Williams off tackle and into like and they hand it up and they're like oh thank god he's going to the side but it's play action I'm like no what are we doing and and then the the lob happens and and it's 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 just everything from there was bad and it ended up being a sack fumble like oh god Bill it was oh it was it was it was just awful it was just the worst (laughs) like I just God, I hated it. it. It was it was so bad. But then I I don't know the 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 pre the pre the prevent defense stuff that that was going on in that uh, on that final drive. Yeah, you got you guys were in the prevent defense the entire time, and then all of a sudden it was like, wait, they're in the prevent defense, but we have the ball on the eleven. <laughs> it's just like this. This makes absolutely no sense. Oh, it was it was wide open, which is why oh. St. Brown was able to yeah. Mm. It was, it was painful. Painful. Yeah. Well, uh, what do you? What do you? Uh, I, li- I like your boys this week. What do you think of them getting the three right now? I, li- I like them. Just uh, uh, the Steelers just got a gutty divisional win, so they're flying a little too high. The Vikings got a gut punch, uh, yet another gut punch loss. Uh, I-, I like them to bounce back here against a-, a Steelers team that I think is is pretty vulnerable, especially on a short week. What do you think? Yeah, I'm in agreement. Um... I think Minnesota's a better football team. And, and it sh- even last week, I think this line would have been a little bit different. Seeing them lose to Detroit, I think, probably affected it a little bit. But they are a better football team. They're playing at home on a short week. Um, I liked them to win this game. So give me Minnesota here for sure. Uh, DVOA would suggest that they're much better. Minnesota is 11th, and Pittsburgh is all the way down at 23. Uh, Craig, do you have anything to add on this one? I will say that uh, a guy that I follow uh, on on Twitter who for for Twins content just because he's you know one good guy to, to follow for baseball content Brandon Warren's his name anyway uh, much like mm-hmm. many fans of the Minnesota Twins also a fan of the Minnesota Vikings and he tweeted out and I completely agree if you know anything about the Kirk Cousins era Vikings you know that after that loss to Detroit they are absolutely beating Pittsburgh on Thursday just so Vikings are even Vikings fans are even more annoyed that they couldn't beat Detroit would be absolutely cruising to a playoff spot after the Pittsburgh win. So I agree with that logic. I think that, uh, <laughs> I think that uh, the Vikings are going to, uh, going to win this football game. So give me, uh, give, give me Minnesota minus the three. Uh, I, I think that's, that's, that's the right way to go. Yeah. All right. So all three of us are, are in agreement. Um, next up first game of the, Sunday uh, opening window there. The Baltimore Ravens, who we talked a little bit about earlier, are heading to Cleveland to take on the Browns in a nice little back-to-back divisional matchup. And for Cleveland, sort of a back-to-back against the Ravens as they played the Ravens in Baltimore two weeks ago, uh, lost, and then were off the bye week and are now playing the Ravens again. So they're they're ready for them. Uh, the Browns are laying two and a half. This opened up at two at Browns minus two and is now Browns minus two and a half. So, 
here we go with the with the Browns getting an extra half point. Um, so we're getting the little half point hook here. I kind of like the Ravens in a bounce back spot, and if you told me that uh, Case Keenum was starting this game, I think I would lean more towards the Browns. But man, Baker is 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 really really hurt, and and from what I've been reading, the bye week hasn't apparently done him much good. He, he's he's got something really serious going on here that he's going to need a while to recover from. So I'm more on the Ravens side of this. Uh, Craig, what do you think with the Browns laying the two and a half? I, I um perplexed by the Mayfield situation because I've read the same stuff. And Case Keenum, like, that's not bad from a backup quarterback perspective, right? Like, he's okay. Yeah. I just don't understand from, from the perspective of the Cleveland Browns, why are you not looking at this and thinking, I think Case kind of gives us a better chance to win right now. Like, why why do we not feel that way? And, and hey, look, I understand Baker is your guy. They think this is going to be a franchise guy. And I'm a Baker Mayfield apologist. I think Baker Mayfield's really good. And I think that the poor play we've seen from him this season has been mostly because his body is just being held together by duct tape. Um, But at some point, if you're the Browns, don't you have to think that maybe Keenum gives us a better chance to win? And perhaps the thought process is give Baker the game against Baltimore after the bye. And if he's still in a bad way, then you go with Keenum after that, like after you have the two weeks off. I don't know, but I would, I like you would, would like Cleveland's side of this better if, uh, if if Keenum was the quarterback, or if healthy Baker Mayfield was available, that player is not uh, is not around. Uh, I think that Baltimore is the pick. I think Baltimore is coming off a bad loss. Uh, Baltimore's offense needs to figure some things out. Uh, that much is very very clear. But I think Baltimore is the pick this week. Yeah, being down to your fifth string running back is you know that that that's the sort of thing that'll start to kill you when you get in the do- dog days of December and and January. Oh, I, I right? couldn't agree more. But here's the thing. The rushing attack, mostly okay. Like, there's the, the, they do a bunch of fun. They, they did that neat little trick play this week where Lamar did sort of like the double handoff thing when Duvernay was coming around on the on what looked like it was an end around. Instead, he does a little spin move and gives it to Freeman. They had a couple of nice plays the running attack. The passing attack is leaving a lot to be desired right now, as in how are we going to get the ball to anyone who's not named Mark Andrews? So that is an issue. Uh, I still think Baltimore is enough to win this game, though I'm going to take the Ravens. Uh, DVOA and spread-wise, these two teams couldn't really be more evenly matched. Cleveland's 14th, Baltimore's 16th, and they're both 5-6 and six against the spread. So on paper, the, the, the two uh, the, the two and a half makes all the sense in the world. Billy, we're both on Baltimore. Uh, who you got in this one? Yeah, I think I like Baltimore too, but they're going to have to do a better job of pr- protecting Jackson. Like, there was a lot, like, he's good at escaping trouble, but there was a lot of situations where he was dodging one guy just to run right into another. When there was that many people getting into the backfield, you're in a lot of trouble. Uh, so I think Baltimore figures that out and they get the offense back together a little bit. I, I think we'll see them recover here, so I'm going Baltimore as well. Next up, a game that, you know, two or three weeks ago might not have looked as good as it does right now. And, and maybe that, uh, you know, is a, is a portent to, to something not so great coming up. But, uh, I mean, the Dallas Cowboys, they're heading into Washington to take on the football team. And both teams playing some decent ball. Cowboys coming off a 10 days rest after they beat the uh, New Orleans Saints in a weird Thursday night game. And the football team won a crazy grinded out game with the uh, against the Las Vegas Raiders. Football team currently getting four at home. This one opened up at uh, Washington with the, getting a three and a half point hook, and I believe it's 
public money that has come in on the Dallas Cowboys and has given them the extra half point here. But uh, here we are, Washington getting the plus four. I wonder if I'm walking into a trap here because I like the football team, but the football team is on a little four-game winning streak here, and they've been covering spreads, and you just don't keep on keeping on with the spreads, right? But I don't know. Maybe Washington, I think it's my my play of the week. Yeah. I I do too. I'm getting four points to bet on a red-hot team at home against a team that's – like, their offense has not looked good lately. Their offense has not looked good, uh, or at least the way it should. Dallas is what I'm, I'm talking about. But I'm, I'm getting four points to bet on a red-hot team in a home game? Like, yeah, sign me up. Like, I, 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 this is my pick of the week. Yeah, I, I, I have this written down as one of my five, too. I just hope we're not walking into some sort of a trap here with the with – the, Washington getting the four because it's just it, it's weird to me that they're getting the four. Where the money's coming in on this game because it opened at Dallas minus five and it's now has been bet down to four. Four and it was that and it was uh, actually Caesars has it at four and a half. Caesars has it at four and a half. Like, yeah, it opened it opened Dallas five and it got down to three and a half in some places and now it's back up to four. So my guess is the 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 public it it can't be the the sharps must have come in on the five. Washington really hard when that line opened. Yeah, they must have. They must have hammered that's, hammered that's, the five. That's my thought process. Yeah, the, the sharps must have hammered the five. Hammer line against Dallas. No, and and the, yeah, so the sharps must have hammered the five, and then it went down to three, and then they must have bought back on the on the Cowboys at the three, and now we're we settled in the four here. So uh, you know they might have left themselves a little vulnerable here, but I I guess we'll see. Yeah. But uh, but you know Dallas winning this game by four points would be pretty fun. Yeah, uh, I I'm on I'm on the football team. Craig's on the football team. Billy, who you got in this one? Kind of like the Cowboys. Um, I, I think the Cowboys are coming off ten days rest. They've had the last three, two or three weeks at least. There's been, you know, maybe Cooper's not going to go, or maybe um, their other um, their other receivers not. CD Lamb, uh, CD Lamb. Freakish yep. talent. Every, watching him is insane. Uh, I, I think this is the first, they're going to be ten days rest. They're going to have a mostly healthy team, from what I understand, at least in the skill positions. I think we see them get back to the the norm a little bit here, and I think we're going to see a good game from Dallas. It's All open right. for Dallas to still be the two seed in the NFC from this perspective. The rest of the season goes as follows, or maybe even the one seed if they get a couple of breaks. The rest of the season goes as follows. At Washington, at the Giants, Washington, Arizona, at Philadelphia. Like they, they they will be favored in all those games but the Arizona game. They can win that home game. And even the Arizona game, that might be a pick'em or something. If it's if it's Arizona at Dallas, which is which is the matchup. Um I think that that might be a situation where the Cowboys um are gonna be favored or at least a pick in, in just about all the games they have left. Uh, I know they went through a little bit of a struggle where they, they lost to Denver. They had that ugly game against Kansas City. But um, Cowboys still alive for a very good seed in the NFC playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. And that Denver game was kind of the no effing way game, right? Which, you know, yes, every, every team... single thing that could have gone on did. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So it sounds like we're all kind of on the football team, except for Billy, who kind of likes the Cowboys. Um, next up, another game that I like. I'm surprised this is like four straight games in a row that I, I was I, I found I was easily on a side. Uh the Las Vegas Raiders are heading into Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. The Chiefs are laying nine and a half. It's just too much for this Chiefs team to be 
to be laying. And I know you got a good look at them up close Sunday night there, Craig, against your Broncos. If they had have gotten the scoop and score fumble on the Kelsey fumble right, and I say right because they got it wrong, if they'd got it wrong, if they'd got that right, I'm not so sure that that game doesn't go a different way because they like Denver's defense played pretty well. They played damn well. The, the Chiefs only got 15. The, the extra seven came yeah. from the uh, from the damn pick six, right? Like. Yep. Um, I uh, yeah. Denver had a chance in that game. Here's the thing, though. They had that big long drive, twenty play drive. Yes. And they didn't score on. That was the big one, right? Yeah. The the ten when, minute when twenty play happened, drive that yielded that zero. All right. Denver, Denver's not going to win this game. And the part of it that was inexplicable was for a lot of that drive, they were like deliberately wasting time, keeping Mahomes off the field. Smart. On a third and two, when Javante Williams had been running over everyone in his path. They threw it on a play where Chris Jones kind of broke it up and, and that was going to be it. Uh, he kind of forced Bridgewater out of the pocket and Teddy had to throw it away. Um, but I, I look back at, at that play and think to myself, if you call the run play in that third and two, you probably don't even need the fourth and two. The clock continues to run. Like you wanted to, that your touchdown to be one of the very final plays of the half. Just calling a pass there made no sense. Um I have no problem with them going for it on fourth and two. That was the right call, in my opinion, to go for it in that situation. But that was kind of the the, the, the series that I thought kind of cost them big time. Plus, you're right. I do think Travis Kelsey fumbled that ball. Uh, and that if they had just you and that the thing that bugged me about that wasn't so much the final decision. The final decision was what it was. I, I disagree with it, but I understand both call, both sides. Uh, this year, what we've been seeing is a lot of referees saying, oh, that looked like it could have been a fumble. We're going to play this out and then see what happens. I don't understand why that didn't occur, because that was a justice, Justin Simmons fumble six. He was scoring on that play if that had turned, if that had gone that way. Um, that said, I think Kansas City's offense has looked really lousy most of the time this season. In the last two months, they've had one game where they kind of lit somebody up. Mahomes had 400 yards. Uh, Hill had a huge game. Kelsey had a huge game. And the team they lit up was the Las Vegas Raiders. True. I think Kansas City wins this game. I think they'll cover the spread. I, I will say that Chiefs-Raiders game was at the height of the Gruden stuff, though, right? Was it not? Uh, it was two weeks after. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. It was yeah, that's yeah, true. Let's look at let's look at the, the, the Raiders recent like the Raiders the work of the Raiders defense in the last few weeks here, right? Mm-hmm. Uh what you thought is giving up seventeen to Washington football team, that could have been more. Giving up thirty six to Dallas, giving up thirty two to Cincinnati, that could have been way more. That thirty two to Cincinnati included, I think, four field goals. Uh giving up forty one to Kansas City. Like that's what the Raiders defense has been doing. Uh, in the in the weeks in the last four weeks, is they've been kind of getting kind of getting smoked here. I think they're going to get smoked again. The team seem to have figured out. Oh yeah, let's do the too high safety thing and make Mahomes dink and dunk to beat us, and hopefully they make a mistake somewhere along the way or there's a drop ball or something. And that's what Denver did this week, and that's what Dallas did, and that's what Green Bay did, and those teams all held Kansas City to a pretty low number. The Raiders did not do that. Kansas City puts up 41. Uh, I think Kansas City will put up a number here again. I think Kansas City's defense is playing better. I think that the Chiefs cover this spread and win this game with relative ease. 
Interesting. I'm going to disagree with you. I think this line's a little bit inflated, and I think that the chief people, I think the Chiefs' offense has figured it out, which they clearly have not. So, I, I don't think they've necessarily figured it out. I just think that the other teams in the league have figured out. Oh, this is what you should do to put a stop to Kansas City. Yet the one team in the league that hasn't done that in the last two months is the Raiders. So maybe they've learned from their mistakes. I don't know. But I also think their personnel is really bad. So we'll see how this turns out. But I think Kansas City covers. All right. I'm on the Raiders. Uh, Craig's on the Chiefs. Billy, tiebreaker, who you got? Yeah, I don't trust the Chiefs enough for this many points. Um, And the Raiders are bad. The Chiefs are okay, at least. They are clearly capable of being very good. Um, But this is too many points for me on a team that, yeah, they could have lost that game. Denver um and as bad as the Raiders are I think this is too many points so I'm taking the Raiders oh, Broncos played well enough to be in that at least cover the nine that they had right like they uh, definitely uh, played well enough to do that yes oh, definitely. all right a game with another line that I like the Seattle Seahawks minus seven and a half coming off a a very crazy win what a game that was I mean we had uh we had a, a against the San Francisco 49ers. We had a 75-yard fake punt for a touchdown. We had uh, Garrett Everett uh, fumble the football in the one-yard line. We had a, a uh, we we had a, a triple reverse for a touchdown, and this was all in the first quarter, right? Like it, it was, you know, man, it, it was a hell of a game. That 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 was one of the more entertaining. Like if if you're doing game of the year candidate, that one's probably going to be top five. Came down to a last second play, just all good stuff. Uh, the Seahawks had to use them to take on the Texans, and the Seahawks are laying seven and a half on the road. So you're getting a seven and a half point hook on the road. Now I know I'm the guy who's always kind of on like, hey, Ty, Tyrod Taylor and and take the Houston Texans who are a scant 5 and 7 against the spread. But I I'm it's not going to be one of my 5, but I think Houston is the right side this week. And are you guys ready for a weird stat? Uh teams that played San Francisco the week before are 1 and 11 against the spread this year. That's really huh? weird. Yeah, is that is that not weird? Now, that's probably random and doesn't really mean anything, but I don't know. I thought that was interesting. I'm like, isn't that so weird that, like, when you play San Francisco one week, you don't cover the spread the next week? I guess it just takes a lot out of you to play San Francisco is is uh, is how it goes. It's, yeah, crazy. 1-11 against the spread at the week after you play San Francisco. So, uh, for that reason and a few of the regular <laughs> reasons... Uh, I'm, I'm going to be on the Houston Texans uh, getting the 7.5 at a home. Uh, Billy, what do you think about the 7.5? I, I think i got to go Seattle. I have exactly zero trust in, in Houston. And it's, it's a point now where they're not like, you always say, well, they're an NFL team. They should be able to cover the spread. I'm not so sure they are. Um, I, I got to go. I don't, I don't like Seattle and I'm still going with Seattle here because I just have no respect for Houston. I, I think they're going to get marched on again. Uh, both teams are middle of the pack against the spread. Seattle 17th in DVOA, Houston 31st. So that's not much. Craig, where are you on this one? Uh, Houston is 31st in DVOA. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're 31st in DVOA because their offense is uh, far and away the worst in the NFL. They're minus 33.2. Uh, the next versus Atlanta, minus 20.8%. So, 
So that's bad. Houston's defense, by the way, sitting in 10th in DVOA. What DVOA does not factor in is all the short fields the other team gets because the offense is so terrible. Um, I am going to take Seattle. Um, I think that there is a little bit of professional pride here with the Seahawks. They're just trying to figure things out. Uh, they will. They, I think they cover in this particular game. It's not going to be one of my five. I don't love it, but uh, I, I think I'm going to take Seattle in this situation. I'm fascinated to see how the final five games go here for Seattle because it's going to go one of two ways. They're either going to kind of scrape together and have a nice little run here and think to themselves, okay, maybe we're closer than we think, change the coach, change, uh, change offensive coordinator personnel. Maybe we can convince Russell to stick around. Uh, the other way it goes is if things continue to be really negative, really ugly, and they hand a top five pick or top ten pick to the Jets, um, which uh, is going to be an awkward thing. And they're going to have to try to replace that draft capital by saying, oh, I don't know, trading Russell Wilson. So I'm curious to see how that goes. Uh, but I think Seattle will win this football game. If, if they're going to win the rest of the way, they're going to get this one. So give me Seattle. Yeah, if you're if you're the uh, if you're the Jets, yeah, I would say Jets fans are probably watching this more intently than Texans fans. Uh, I would say that entirely. If you're a Jets fan, yeah. you really want Houston to win on multiple levels, multiple levels, because you want Houston to pass the Jets and you want Seattle to continue to be bad. You don't care which of Seattle or the Jets are worse because you have both those picks, but you definitely want Houston to be better than both of them. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so, so you guys a are... Huge game, it's a huge game for the New York Jets, which is ironic because they're not involved in it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so, yeah, you guys are both on Seattle. Um, I'm, I'm more on the Houston side, but uh, I, I don't feel too strongly about it. Jamal Adams I'm just... being out for the season does make me have a little bit of pause here. I will. Yeah, say. yeah, for sure. And, yeah, and, and Seattle, like, my thing Adams was... Properly, but, yeah. Yeah, my thing was I'm I was and I said this last week that uh, like Russ had been so bad with the s- screws in his hand that I was just like until I see him do stuff I'm fading him and then you know maybe I should think about not fading him because he because he definitely did some stuff. Um, okay, again tonight. Yeah, I think that's only going to improve as we go here, right? True. Yeah. Here's a game that I don't necessarily know exactly what I'm doing with here, but uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars are heading into Tennessee to take on the Titans and the Titans are laying eight and a half. The Titans are coming off a bye. The Titans are getting Julio Jones back for this game. Although who knows if he's going to play the entire game or if he'll be limited in snaps or if he'll even finish. The gambler in me here wants to do the hold your nose and take the Jacksonville Jaguars thing, but the Jaguars just haven't been covering the spreads, man. And, and Trevor Lawrence is in a bad way right now not that he's necessarily looking like he's going to be a bust or anything because i think it's far from that but man that is an ugly situation and they are only four and eight against the spread and that's got me scared so for that reason and more i have this game as a stay away um but if you know water gun to my head i guess i would hold my nose and and Actually, no, I don't. No, I don't. I don't think I would. The eight and a half, I would probably. I would probably lay the eight and a half with the Titans. I think. I think I would. I think I would lay the eight and a half with the Titans. I go back and forth on it, and and like Billy and I, we uh, wound up getting a ticket this week because the Jacksonville line, uh, from a pro line perspective, moved to fourteen. So it went the two full touchdowns. So we're like, all right, let's take the Jaguars. See if the Rams' offense continue to struggle. They did not. Uh, he moved the ball with relative ease. So yeah, my first instinct with this game is, oh yeah, no, Tennessee's really banged up. They're they're not going to cover an eight and a half, nine and a half point spread wherever it lands. Um, but no, I think that the Titans is the play. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we're both on the Titans. Billy, do you have anything to add to this one? 
No, I'm on the Titans too. I you, I cannot in good conscience trust the Jaguars. Um, they've been a disaster, and I think they will continue to be a disaster. And this is not a bad team they're playing. The Titans are very capable. Give me the Titans. They'll come around. Uh, next up, the Saints go into New York to take on the Jets, and the Saints are laying five and a half. Sorry, just five. The Saints are laying five on the road. I this is another one where I'm just like, is it, I think this is just a classic hold your nose and 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 take the Jets because I just if if Taysom Hill is is starting this game, do you want to lay? Five with Taysom Hill on the road. I don't know. The Jets are just so bad, though. But I, I guess again, water gun to my head. I guess I would. This is far from being one of my five. Now we're getting into the ones where I'm a little bit confused about after a nice little streak of me being like, oh, I know what side I want. But uh, I think you know, water gun to my head. I would, I would, I would take the Jets. But I, I, I have nothing to back this up other than the usual, just home team getting points and the Saints. You know, they, they. Just aren't that good. They're not playing that well right now. Oh, is Kamara going to be playing in this one? Is who? Uh, it looks like Kamara is going to go. Okay, uh, so I'll that would make me feel a little bit better about laying the five then. Yes, and despite the presence of Alvin Kamara, there's one thing that I do know about this game, which is Scott Hansen. <laughs> do not show this game. Oh wow! Don't do it. Don't do it. The Saints. Uh, Can't imagine the Saints have ever been in that game. Yeah, well, times have changed, I, and no. Yeah, this is. The, I think you're right. Yeah, this has got to be the first time. This has got to be the Saints, and in, in the five six years we've been doing this, it's got to be the first time the New Orleans Saints uh, have have made this the, is the first time that anyone would consider putting the Saints in this situation since the invention of the red zone channel. It's what yeah. I would say. Um, but yeah, like Taysom Hill threw four interceptions last week. That was an ugly offense to watch. They scored a few points. Yeah, whatever. They got some rushing yards. Uh, I know Kamara's back, and that should help. But I don't want to watch Taysom Hill against Zach Wilson. I, I don't need to see this. So, yeah, don't show this game, Scott Hansen. Uh, my first instinct is to take the Jets here, and I think that's the play. I just don't know if I trust the Saints offense to score enough on the road to do this. I think the Saints will win, but I don't know if I want to give up five and a half points. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, Billy, anything to add on this one? No, I actually agree. I'm taking the Jets. I'm taking the points. Um, New Orleans with Hill at the at the helm is not uh, it's not worth the risk. So I'll take the points. I think it's going to be a close enough game that you should be safe here. Give me the Jets. Uh, last game of the one o'clock slate: the Atlanta Falcons head into Carolina to take on the Panthers. Uh, Panthers just fired their uh, offensive coordinator uh, seven days into the bye week, which strange, strange by me. Not sure why you'd wait half yeah, the time. You feel like that's the sort of thing you do the Monday after the game, but here we are. Yeah, but yeah, here we are. Uh, Falcons are dead last in DVOA, and Carolina's 27th. It's a divisional matchup. The Panthers are getting the, the, the plus three and a half. I Or plus two and a half. It opened up at Falcons plus three, and I think the Sharps came in on the Falcons with the plus three. I'm guessing their thing is, let me just take the veteran quarterback uh, when there's you know two very bad teams involved. So, sure. Uh, I, I feel nothing. This this game is is I'm I'm numb to this game, and I, I have no opinion either way. Billy, can you can you squeeze? Is there is there any juice to squeeze from the orange that is Falcons Panthers Panthers minus two and a half? Uh, no. I I 
think I like the Panthers, but I don't care. Um, yeah, give me the give me the Panthers, uh, but certainly not one of my five, and certainly nothing I'm passionate about. Uh, Craig, anything to add on this one? Uh, yeah, Panthers. Uh, Panthers get back on track. They got another week to figure out Cam Newton related stuff. Uh, even though Joe Brady's not there, and I like Joe Brady by the way. I think he's okay. Um, he just wasn't given a lot of great tools this year. But uh, yeah, I'll take the Panthers. All right. Uh, I, what's the marquee matchup here? I guess is Ra- on paper it's Ravens Browns, but I'm not sleeping on Cowboys football team. That one could be a lot of fun. I think too. Cowboys football team. That's the game of the week uh, in this slot for sure for me. All right. right. Uh, Four o'clock slot. The Detroit Lions head into Denver to take on your boys, Craig. So back to back uh, with with crossover podcast uh, matchups here. Uh, Lions riding the one game winning streak into Denver. Uh, Broncos laying eight and a half. Uh, Yeah, your defense looked really good. uh, Broncos, a little less rest playing the night game. I don't, I'm not sure what you do here other than the Broncos are six and six against the spread and the Lions are eight and four. I don't know. Is eight, is eight and a half too high for your Broncos delay against the Lions or do the Lions just, they got their one win and now we just completely fall apart. Yeah. And take the Broncos I think we're going to see the Lions. Like things are, things that it was a nice week in Detroit. Glad everyone had a nice time. I think that Denver just kind of steamrolls this football game. I'm going to take Denver minus the points. I hope so. We're getting a little too close to not having that first overall pick. Which I'll tell you I had, this: I'm looking yeah. at I'm looking at the Tankathon page right now with it with all the tiebreakers and all that lovely stuff on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, in Detroit's case, uh, that tie sitting here. If Detroit gets one more win, not only do they not pick second, they would pick third. Yeah, because Houston and Jacksonville each have two wins right now, mm-hmm. and so Detroit would be two ten and one if they were to hypothetically win this week. So, if you're a Lions fan. Uh, that win was fun and cool, but that's that's all the winning you need to do. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You don't want that zero in the W column at the end of the yeah, year, yeah, but yeah. we don't need to we don't need to go showing off, you know, getting a second win in a row. <laughs> you know, that's for fifteen and one is a perfectly fine record for this season. Yeah, um, that's that's we yeah. don't need any of that, you know. And and uh, we I will only say got... this: Avon Thibodeau has declared for the draft. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a chance that Detroit winds up picking three and takes the same guy they would have picked at one. Like there's, there's a non-zero chance to just say, Hey, let's make the fans happy and take the Heisman nominee defensive end from Michigan. Like yeah. we can get into draft stuff later, but there's, there's it like, cause like, you know, picking Aiden Hutchinson in the top three is entirely defensible. Like we'll see what sort of workouts look like and, and what sort of when, when people really start breaking down the tape. But there, I think you could hypothetically make a case for taking Hutchison over Kayvon Thibodeau. Like that's possible. But would Houston and Jacksonville feel the same way? I don't know. So it may not be a huge deal when it comes to who actually gets on the field. But if you're the Lions, like just get the first pick. Don't do anything. Yeah. No, yeah. And like I'm looking at the with the Lions remaining schedule and like unless Denver does that thing like where they shoot themselves in the foot, which they've done a couple times this year, I don't yeah. see the Lions going into Denver and getting a, and getting a W. The Lions certainly aren't beating Arizona even though it's in Detroit at Atlanta. Atlanta's the type of team that <laughs> would let the Lions come in and get a W, but then at Seattle and versus Green Bay, although Green Bay who knows if they'll even need that week 18 matchup so you know and i will say one of houston and jacksonville is getting another win one of the two of them is going to do it yeah because right? i believe they have to play each other do they not one, they once do. more now, if all right they tie, 
Then you got a three-way jumbled up tie for the first Oh, quarter, Lord. Which the, the, the chaotician in me, um, I kind of want to see that. I kind of want to <laughs> see Houston, Detroit, and Jacksonville all finish 2-14-1. and one, And it comes down to strength of schedule tiebreaker. Oh, God. Uh, Denver's 18th and <laughs> Denver's 18th and DVOA, Detroit's 29th. Billy, uh, anything to add on this one? No, I like Denver here as well. I think they're a better team. Detroit's coming in a little too high. Um, they'll come crashing down to earth here. Um, give me Denver. All right. Uh, next up, the New York Giants head into Los Angeles to take on the Chargers in a line that's had a little bit of movement. Uh, it opened up a Chargers minus 10.5, and, and it's now Chargers minus 10. The Sharps have come in hard on the Giants and I agree with them because I had the Giants written down as one of my five, and this will be the third week in a row that I am on the New York Giants. They didn't come through for me last week, but you know, I th- I thought they uh, I thought they maybe should have. I certainly thought they were like I they I thought they played well enough to at least cover the damn spread against the uh, against the Dolphins, but uh, just didn't happen. Uh, the Chargers so you on the- score a touchdown. True. You know, yeah, like- yeah. If they'd have just banged one in there and a little four extra points would have done it. But, uh, yeah, the, the Chargers and Bengals, man, they play. That was a, that was a, what, what a game of runs that was. It was 24 by the Chargers, then 22 by the Bengals, and then another, what, 17, I think, by the Chargers right. in a row. So that was, uh, totally normal. Yeah, just what a, what a, yeah, an absolutely normal football game that was. But, uh, I, 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 I like the Giants plus the ten and a half here. I, I, I think the the, the 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 Chargers are good, but man, they have these moments where it's like, what is going on with this team? And and I I just I, I like the ten and a half. Uh, Billy, what do you think? Chargers currently laying ten though. Yeah, that's too many. Um, I'm not trusting the Chargers for that many, so I'm taking the Giants here. Uh, you're right. The Chargers are they're a good team, but yeah, they've had they've had entire games or even quarters or a half where you just they don't look like a good team and one of those is going to be too much uh to cover a spread this high so i'm taking the giants uh we're at the type of year where a lot of the 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 spreads have certainly evened out so you're seeing a lot of teams with records between five and seven and seven and five and this is one of them both these teams are six and six against the spread uh dvoa wise the chargers are 12th and of course the giants are uh, way down at 24 craig uh who you got on this one chargers currently laying 10 i think it's the chargers i'm fascinated by the betting patterns here because i know it opened at seven and now some folks it's net nine and a half and some books at the 10 um but i think the wow i didn't know it opened at seven yeah yeah it opened at seven i think that it uh because glennon's not going to play right so I think yeah. it opened and seven was the Mike Glennon line. And then we found out he's not going to go and it doesn't look like Jones is going either. So um, it's going to be a situation where uh, it, it's going to be some unknown at quarterback for the Giants. So give me the Chargers. Okay. Jake Fromm is apparently going to play quarterback for them this week. Like that's, Ooh. you know, uh. that, that's, that's that's so uh, Mike Glennon's currently in concussion protocol. And as of this morning, he has not been cleared. So we've got Thursday, Friday, Saturday for him to be cleared. Clock is ticking. If Glennon's not cleared, it's going to be Jake Fromm, who had a very disappointing college career. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it says, latest story, it says, Giants optimistic Glennon will be cleared. So we'll, you know, take, uh, take that so. for... I hope those who want to watch football on Sunday, but yeah. Yeah, all right. 
Uh, Billy, anything to add on this one? No, not particularly. All right. Uh, next up, a pretty damn good matchup in the shortest line of the week. The San Francisco 49ers headed into Cincinnati to take on the Bengals, and the Niners are laying one and a half on the road in Cincinnati. My goodness. Uh, I'm curious as the DVOA on this one. San Francisco is seventh, and Cincinnati's way down there at 19th. So, yeah, DVOA loves the Niners. I... Yeah, I, I just I keep going back to what a weird game that Chargers thing was. It was because uh, Burrow, like, like we said, it was a game of runs. The Chargers scored twenty four, and then the char- and then the Bengals got it within two, and then Burrow busted up his thumb. And if he didn't yeah. bust up his thumb, you wonder how the back half of that game would have went after that after that run. But you could tell it really impacted him. Yeah, it, really it certainly did. Yeah, and, and so if if he's hobbled this week, the minus one and a half certainly makes sense. I'm guessing that's factored into the line a little bit here because at the very least, I think the Bengals should the Bengals should probably be minus one. They've played well enough this year. But uh, here we are, 49ers minus one and a half. What do you make of this one, Craig? Uh, I want the Bengals. Uh, I, I'm watching the practice reports, but I just I just looked at the, the way that the Niners' defense is going. Like they, they kind of got. Uh, messed up a little bit by Seattle this past week. Um, I'm going to take, I'm going to take the Bengals here. The Niners still, by the way, without Debo Samuel for this game, it looks like that is, um, that's not good either because then he's been pretty much the most important guy this season. So uh, I'm going to take the, uh, the, the, the Bengals in this football game. I think I've got a de- good enough read on Cincinnati. You know, we'll see, but uh, I'll take the Bengals. Uh, Billy 49ers laying one and a half on the road. What do you, who you got? Uh, I mean, I, I feel like the Niners are better, but yeah, not having Debo is obviously a big blow. Uh, I think it was, it must've been something like 60% of their throwing yards were to, to Kittle last week. And that's just not yep. sustainable. Um, yeah, I think they're going to have trouble getting the offense going for that reason. I think Cincinnati with strong run game is going to be able to control the clock. I think I'll take Cincinnati here. Yeah, no Mitchell potentially, and potentially no with Jeff Wilson Jr. So that's part of the, the equation as well. Last game of the four o'clock slate, and it is potentially—it's got game of the week potential. Uh, the Bills head into Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers in a game that should feature much better weather than the the one they had on Monday night. Uh, Buccaneers laying three, so they're getting the three-point home bump. If you're a Bills fan. That's got to be a little bit of a concerning loss for you, the way that Monday night went down. Chance to... Should have won show... that game. They had yeah. several chances to win that game, and they did not do it. It's true, but also the 10 points that they had were kind of phony, too, if you think about it, because the first one was a touchdown yeah. off the off yeah. the Nikhil Harry where the ball hit, like, grazed his face mask on a punt, and they recovered it, and then... The field goal was into the wind and should not. Who who knows if they would? They should have had a fourth and two, but then they got that absolutely bogus roughing the passer call on Josh Allen or on whatever. It wasn't roughing the passer, but what was it like late hit out of bounds when it just it just yeah. wasn't that at all. Oh, you're it right. Was... They, they definitely got some breaks. They definitely got. No, New England got a break because Bill Belichick used his weather machine. But... Yeah, that's true. That's uh, that's that's very true, but. Yeah, that was that was not a regular type of loss there for the Bills. But now you can uh, you can say, hey, we'll get another crack at those guys in their building, and hopefully there won't be fifty mile an hour winds making it so one side of the field basically it's impossible to move the ball on when you're going in one direction. But 
who knows, still tough loss. Uh, meanwhile, Tom Brady, four touchdown passes and, and just was like, I'm going to throw the ball 90 times in this game and came pretty damn close. Um, Bucks, Bills, Bucks laying three. Bill, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think I like the Bills here. Um, I I think Tom Brady, you can't come out and throw 50 passes against this team because they will force some mistakes. The defense for Buffalo is still pretty decent. Um, I I think it's going to be a great game, but I think I like the Bills. DVOA-wise, this is the best matchup of the week. Tampa Bay first, Buffalo third. Uh, anything to discern from the spreads? Let me just have a peek. Bucks are six and six. Nothing there. Bills six five and one. So no, another pretty standard stuff from these two teams. Craig, who you got? I think I'm going to take Buffalo. Hmm. I just something looks off with Tampa Bay. Like that that game against Atlanta should have been a blowout. And I know that Brady threw that ridiculous pick six, but that game against Atlanta should have been a bigger blowout than it was. Uh, just the offense looks a little bit off. Uh, I'm going to take Buffalo. I know that sounds a little nuts, but I think Buffalo is my play this week. All right. I don't think it's crazy. You got a third. You got a team that's third DVOA getting points. So I don't. I don't think that's. Yep. I don't think that's insane. Uh, Sunday nighter, and I can't believe they didn't flex this one out. Like Bills Bucks just sitting right there. Like get this game out of there. Uh, highest line of the week gets the Sunday night football matchup. Uh, Bears. Head in Green Bay, take on the Packers. Packers coming off a bye. Justin Fields is back for this one. Doesn't matter. Packers still laying 12 and a half. Uh, I don't have a good read on this one because my gut tells me to take the Bears, who have a somewhat decent defense. I, although DVOA would tell you that they're middle of the pack, but, you know, they're they're – decent enough that they should be able to cover the 12 and a half, especially with Justin Fields back at the helm. But Aaron Rodgers pretty much been lights out and he would most likely be the MVP, uh, the head MVP candidate if he wasn't, you know, such a jackass off the field. And that, that's really what it's boiled down to, right? Like we're, we're, we're talking ourselves into Tom Brady, who's had some bad games and, and, uh, and uh, Kyler Murray, who's been great but missed like a month, and, and Lamar Jackson, who's been great but has had some bad games when it's, you know, Aaron Rodgers has been great all year, but he's been such a jackass off the field that they're not even considering him for MVP, which I kind of agree with, but that's just, it's kind of weird. Uh, Packers land 12 and a half. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm off on this one. I don't, I don't want to bet this game. Uh, Craig, who you got in this one? I don't like this game. Um, I'll go with the road team. It's, it's too many. Yeah, I just. It should be it should be illegal for the highest line of the week to be the Sunday night football game. Like ah, so bad, and I realize it's Bears Packers. I, I, I understand why this game hasn't been flexed out from the perspective of Bears Packers. Chicago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like, you look like here's the thing. Like, if if I were NBC. I would at least be thinking to our thinking to ourselves, why don't we just go get Cowboys in Washington? Yeah. Why don't Bills, we just do that? Bucks. Yeah. Bill's Bucks, Bucks is there. Yeah. yeah. Bucks would also be good. Now, 
Bills were on primetime this past week. Uh, and I don't know which games Fox and, and CBS would have protected. I would actually go ahead and suspect that Fox and CBS both protected the games that we were just discussing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, yeah, like this is not a good Sunday night football game. No. Uh, Billy, Packers laying 12 and a half. Who you got? Yeah, it's too many. I'll take the points, but uh, I have no interest in this one. All right. Uh, Monday nighter, second best game of the week, uh, DVOA-wise. Uh, this is uh, five versus six, Arizona's fifth. Rams are sixth. Rams in Arizona, Arizona laying two and a half, getting the two and a half. Uh, so you're getting a, a short home favorite here. This is one of the games where the teams, and I guess I should have mentioned this in, in the in the Bears in the uh, the Bears Packers game, is that this game does feature one of the teams that it has an exorbitant number against the spread, where the Packers are ten and two and are currently the best team in the National Football League against the spread. The Cardinals are nine and seven; they are uh, second best, um, or they're one of the four. There's four teams that have nine or more wins against the spread, and it's you know the usual suspects. You would suggest the Cardinals, the Cowboys, the Packers, and the Patriots uh, all have nine plus wins, uh, with uh, the Packers being the exception of a tenth. So it's nine and three against the spread for the Cardinals, with the Rams being five and seven. Cardinals, the short home favorite. I want the Rams. I'm going against everything. Uh, give me the Rams plus the two and a half. I think they're suckering us into. I think that I think they're suckering us into taking the Cardinals with the minus two and a half. I'm 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 a, I, I fear for my safety in this game, but for some reason I find this line to be very suspicious, and I'm taking the Rams getting the points, even though the Rams have not looked crisp these last few weeks. Uh, and the Cardinals, man, they don't they don't look like they they've missed a beat whatsoever. Uh, Although they got a lot of short fields last week, but I mean, yeah, they're still really good. I just, uh, just, like the fact that this is two and a half or two, depending on where you're looking. Like this should be at least three, right? Like I'm taking Arizona. The principle of you're not, you're not I don't have to give up three points to take the Arizona Cardinals at home. That's what they want you like, to do, though, Craig. That's the. This should be a three point line. I feel like I'm getting a free point or a half point here. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I'm just, I'm dubious of that. I think they're trying to sucker. I think that that's exactly the line of thinking that they want you to have. And, and I'm just not, I, I just feel like, I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm doing the old, uh, DJ Khaled thing and I'm playing myself here, but it's, I'm, I'm a little, I'm worried. The two and a half is it, it's freaking me out. Like, why isn't this three? I'm, I'm with you on this one. Why is this not three? So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Vegas knows something that I don't know. So I'm taking the two and a half, uh, Billy tiebreaker, uh, who you got in this one? Yeah, I like the Cardinals. Um, and actually, for the reason you mentioned, the Rams have struggled a lot more, especially with good teams. The last three or four weeks, they've played a couple good teams. They haven't played well against them. Uh, Arizona's been taking care of business, so I'm just going to go with the hot hand and go with Arizona. All right. Uh, yeah, I just I, I can't argue with that logic. I just, I mean... Time's obviously going to tell on this one. I just think we're. I think this. This is me. This is the Admiral. I, this. I'm bringing back an old crossover podcast uh, favorite on this one. I haven't done this in a while. But this is the Admiral Akbar line of the week for sure. This is the. It's a trap line of the week, is it not? Like, why is this not three? It's just 
Woo, be careful out there on this game is, is, is what I'm trying to say, everybody. All right, so that's it for week 14. All that's left to do is our picks. Craig, uh, you won week 13. Why don't you go ahead and kick us off for week 14? Washington football team. Los Angeles Chargers, which I know it's a big line, but that's what we're doing. I'm going to take, and I don't understand why I'm doing this. I just got a feeling. Buffalo Bills. I'm going to take Baltimore. And give me the Bengals. All right. Uh, Billy, week 14, who you got? All right, so I'm on the Bills and the Bengals as well. Um, but I'm also on Dallas, Ooh. the Giants. Oh, going against me twice. Yeah. Mm. With you twice and against you twice. And the last one, uh, my Minnesota Vikings. Let's do it. All right. Uh, Billy, I'm going to be with you on some of these. I'm taking the Vikings minus the three. Uh, I'm going to be with you, Craig. I'm taking Washington, so we're both going to fade Bill. Although, uh, we're both going to fade you because I'm taking the Giants plus the ten and a half. <laughs> I'm taking the Rams. I, I, I just, this is such a suspicious line to me. I'm taking the Rams. And for my last pick, I'm, I'm going to, I'm doing it. I'm taking the Raiders with the, uh, with the plus nine and a half. So Vikings, Raiders, football team, Giants, Rams for Matt Pierce this week. Uh, that's it for this week. Crossover Podcast available at thecrossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Five stars only. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the Crossover Podcast. We're also on Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher, and pretty much any podcatcher that is available to you out there. Uh, that is it for this week. We will be back next week talking, breaking down week 14 and talking the gambling lines for week 15. And if you're worried about stuff on the other side of this podcast, don't worry. We got some stuff coming for you real soon. And we're, we're watching that Hawkeye series. And I really want to talk about that once, uh, once that's done. Fourth episode dropped today. I watched that today. It was, uh, it was quite good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Uh, so that is it for this week. Take care, everybody. Thank you very much. And we'll talk to you next time on the crossover podcast. Yeah.